0: Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms.
1: Maryland and Virginia in Fairfax County on 66, the westbound crash west of the Beltway, the response blocking the right side. North end of Route 28, slow to merge onto 7. The crash should be mostly out of the way, though. In Maryland, on 270, the southbound crash near Hyattstown, also out of the way. And back in D.C., near Union Station, the disabled bus eastbound on H Street has been dislodged. At least two left lanes are getting by. Traffic centers presented by Window Nation, WindowNation.com. Dave Dine, WTOP Traffic.
2: Now our forecast from Steve Rudin.
3: Moving through the remainder of the evening, mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures will fall through the forties. Eventually the thirties by early tomorrow morning. Could see some patchy fog and a few stray showers. For your Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Chance for afternoon-evening showers. Temperatures mid forties to around 50. Areas of rain on Thursday, upper fifties to middle sixties. I'm Seven News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center.
4: We've got forty-five degrees now here in the nation's capital.
2: At 459.
4: You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Anderson.
2: I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up
4: breaking news, the U.S. has launched new airstrikes in Iraq. The targets are used by Iranian-backed groups.
2: Campaign 2024 here on WTOP.
4: Voters in New Hampshire have a few more hours to get to the polls in the first primary election of the year.
2: The latest from CBS News in seconds, and we go live to the Granite State and ABC News correspondent Michelle Franz, and that's coming up at 5.15.
4: On Wall Street, the Dow loses 96, but The NASDAQ up 66.
2: Five o'clock.
1: This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: I'm Monica Ricks. The polls are still open in the Granite State.
3: Primary day in New Hampshire and at this polling location in Manchester.
4: Donald J. Trump all the way. Everyone here. So who are you supporting today? Donald Trump. Is for Donald Trump. He's been hit and hit and hit and hit for everything. And they still screw with him.
2: He can take criticism.
0: I mean, he's got all these things against him, but he still stands tall. CBS's Mad Piper says Trump leads, but Nikki Haley's optimistic. All is good. Happy Election Day is great. Kristen Kukowski is an advisor to her super PAC. You see some polling where you see the 75% of Americans don't want a rematch between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I think those same voters are now coming out to the Republican primary to say, we want a different choice and we want Nikki Haley to face Joe Biden. President Biden is on the stump today in Virginia.
4: And to all of you here today, thank you for your support defending freedom in America because that's what we're doing.
0: His first primaries in South Carolina. In New York, Trump, Donald Trump's defamation trial has been delayed again. The judge pushing proceedings till Thursday now over a sick juror. The man accused of a mass shooting near San Francisco last
3: year has finally been arraigned. Chun Li Zhao was arraigned on seven counts of first-degree murder and one of attempted murder. All of his alleged victims were immigrant farm workers. There will be justice in this case. San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff says he took the case to a grand jury to expedite justice for the victim's families.
4: It's a horrible burden Burden on their shoulders, and the longer it gets delayed, they can't move on with their lives.
0: That's KCBS reporter Matt Bigler.
4: Office,
0: Hundreds of staffers at Condé Nast, which runs magazines like Vanity Fair, GQ, and Vogue, are striking today over the company's plan to lay off workers. It's only for the day, but union organizers timed it to Oscar nominations. The
5: nominees for Best Motion Picture of the Year.
0: Oppenheimer, by the way, snagging the most nominations today with 13. Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, and Barbie also scored multiple nods. And Charles Osgood died today. Here's Deborah Rodriguez.
5: Charles Osgood was a legend at CBS,
6: on the radio. The Osgood Files. This is Charles Osgood.
5: And on TV.
6: Listen for the trumpets Sunday
5: morning. Over four-plus decades, he served as an anchor and reporter for every news program on the network, becoming known for his trademark bow ties, folksy manner, and fondness for poetry. Osgood was 91 years
0: old. This is CBS News.
1: Think O'Reilly Auto
3: Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the
1: professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: It's 5.03 on Tuesday afternoon, January 23rd. Cloudy right now, but temperatures are staying in the mid to upper 40s around the region. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Kramer.
4: And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story this hour on WTOP. It was a big illegal drug bust in Prince George's County. Police say when they got started, though... They found themselves outnumbered. WTOP's Mike Murillo has our story.
1: Fentanyl is killing far too many Americans, and we are determined to arrest those who bring fentanyl into our community.
3: And in doing so, police executing a search warrant last Thursday at an apartment complex on Hamilton
1: Street found nine guys with a whole lot of drugs. Approximately 14,000 fentanyl pills, cocaine, and three firearms were recovered from the residents. Deputy Chief
3: Zachary O'Leary with Prince George's County Police says it was a dangerous situation that thankfully ended
1: with no one being hurt. And to be able to enter a house outnumbered uh, and take all nine suspects into custody without incident is is extremely incredible the
3: men are all facing various drug charges in upper marlboro mike Marillo, wtop news
2: we are following breaking news this afternoon on wtop Sophia negroponte the daughter of former director of intelligence national intelligence john negroponte has seen her murder conviction thrown out this afternoon she was convicted of second degree murder about a year ago in the stabbing death of her friend yusuf rasmussen the appellate court of Maryland sent the case back for a new trial. It says the jury should not have been allowed to see parts of an interrogation video showing police questioning Negroponte's credibility. The court also says the jury should not have been allowed to hear testimony from a prosecution expert witness who also questioned her credibility. Rasmussen was killed in February of 2020.
4: You may remember seeing the viral videos and pictures of empty shelves at a CVS store in D.C.'s Columbia Heights neighborhood. Well, now a spokesman for the drugstore chain tells WTOP that store will close on February 29th. CVS says all prescriptions will be sent to a nearby store. Employees will be offered similar roles within the company. CVS previously said shoplifting rings targeted the store, which is why shelves were bare. The Spokeswoman did not respond to a question about whether shoplifting factored into the decision to close. CVS says it considers local market dynamics and population changes. We've reached out to D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's office for comment.
2: Well, tension at one of the largest school systems in the D.C. region is coming to light. We have been telling you about Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight going public with a statement from the county school board, she says, telling her to get out. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us the school board is now also out with a report about how sexual harassment and workplace misconduct should be handled. The action plan released
5: by the Montgomery County School Board addresses a number of criticisms related to how the school system dealt with complaints about a former middle school principal, Joel Bidelman. Now, Bidelman has been on leave since allegations of sexual harassment came to light after he was promoted. The plan comes in advance of a county inspector general's report on how the school system handled the complaints lodged against Bidelman and on the same day that Superintendent Monifa McKnight issued a public statement saying she's been asked to step away from her job, a move she made clear she's fighting. The Board of Education says it won't comment because that is a personnel issue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Public universities
4: have long handed out acceptance letters to legacy applicants, young people who apply to colleges that relatives are alums or donors of. Well, today the Virginia Senate passed a bill that would ban that special treatment when it comes to admissions. The measure now goes on to the House of Delegates. Supporters of the bill say it will create more equal opportunities for college applicants of all backgrounds. So far, no college has spoken out against it. There have been no comments either from Governor Glenn Youngkin's office.
2: Well, many schools around our region still make students learn cursive. It's not taught as widely as it once was. One expert is still urging parents to make sure their kids not only learn it, but use it regularly.
1: If parents put an emphasis on learning cursive... Our kids are going to have less identity problems. They're going to be more creative.
4: That's the claim from Ravi Hatising, a public speaker on education and a cursive advocate. He says unlike typing on a smartphone, writing in cursive...
1: allows us to share our own identities and identify who we are through our handwriting. And it just makes us more compassionate and empathetic.
4: He says that might even help curb some of the bullying and nastiness that often circulates on social media.
1: If we are writing in cursive as opposed to typing, we are slowing down our thoughts to the point where we recognize them and Start to recognize ourselves.
4: Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Coming up in Money News after Traffic and Weather. The Boat Show is back for both buyers and rudder kickers. I'm Jeff Claybaugh.
6: 508.
1: Michael and Son's Peating Tune Up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and Weather on the 8th. Let's
2: go to the Traffic Center. Dave Dildine.
1: It is the Canal Road Congo Line. If you're coming out of Foggy Bottom off K Street and the Whitehurst Freeway onto Canal Road, it is jammed badly. Westbound out of Georgetown from M Street on Canal Road. Stop and go traffic toward the detour. It's the Fox Hall crawl uphill. Canal Road closed between Fox Hall Road and Reservoir Road with utility work ongoing. Inbound drivers coming into Georgetown and Canal can get by off Fox Hall Road on Canal Road, but uh, impeded at times by box blocking at the Whitehurst Freeway. More outbound traffic on the Potomac Freeway using the 66 Roosevelt Bridge and on the other side of the river, uh, probably more traffic using the George Washington Parkway as a workaround through the long-term work zone in and out of McLean. And an overview of the area shows that this is a heavy rush hour. It's probably one of the slowest over the two week period because we had some snow, snow days and a holiday last week. So it is a very slow go. East and westbound of the Southeast Southwest Freeway, north and southbound on D.C. and Interstate 295. And in Virginia on the Interstates Beltway included, a slow merge off the Beltway westbound on 66 because there's a crash beyond Dunloring Merrifield Station along the far right side. Crashes along Route 7 westbound in Leesburg near Battlefield Parkway, eastbound on the bypass uh, near the dry mill road overpass. Northbound on Route 28 at Route 7, that crash should be cleared. 395 and 95, many southbound slowdowns toward Woodbridge, but with nothing blocking. In Maryland, beltway traffic and northbound traffic on 270 is uh, generally heavy, but without incident, and likewise on 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, no specific incidents blocking between the two beltways. The WTOP traffic studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency furniture, affordable, never looked so good. Dave Doldine, WTP Traffic. Let's check in with
4: 7 News First Alert, meteorologist Steve Rudin.
3: Mostly cloudy skies moving through the evening and into the overnight. May see a bit of patchy fog along with a stray shower or two with wake-up temperatures in the 30s. Tomorrow's highs, mid-40s to around 50. Better chance for afternoon and evening showers. And then we'll see widespread rain for the day on Thursday. High temperatures then very mild considering the time of year. Upper 50s to middle 60s. Lingering showers on Friday, mid-60s to around 70. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve in the First Alert Weather Center.
2: We have clouds right now, 45 in College Park, 43 in Fairfax, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com.
4: WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Back we go to Jeff Claybaugh. Netflix added another 13
6: million subscribers last quarter, its biggest quarterly gain since the pandemic surge. Netflix had almost $9 billion in quarterly revenue, up 12%. Georgetown is getting an EV showroom. Urban Turf reports Tesla has filed plans for a showroom at 33rd and M in a former CB2 store. Tesla already has showrooms at D.C. City Center, Bethesda, Rockville Pike, Arlington, and Tysons. The D.C. Boat Show is back, returning to National Harbor in May. It's not free. Tickets are $30. 200 boats on display, food and music, too. Last year was the first year for a D.C. Boat Show in 14 years. Dwindling attendance canceled the last one, but interest in boating soared during the pandemic. The Dow finished the day down 96 points. The S&P 500 up 14 at another record close. The Nasdaq up 66 points. Jeff Glabel, WTOP News. Money news brought to you by Whole Foods Market.
0: Save on salmon at Whole Foods Market. Sustainable, wild caught tropical marinated and plain sockeye salmon fillets are 25% off with Prime through March 28. While supplies last,
5: shop in store online. Terms apply.
2: Coming up, we've got a live report from New Hampshire as tension builds to see how Nikki Haley does this evening compared to GOP frontrunner Donald Trump. Keep it here for an update 512.
7: Hey, Washington, D.C. Are you looking for new ways to save? Well, on Verizon, you don't need to be on a family plan to get our best deals.
5: Over 70% of federal agencies don't have full knowledge of where their data is stored, impacting agency leaders' ability to make informed decisions and accelerate digital transformation. Cloudera Government Solutions offers data in motion capabilities that helps agencies move any data from any source to any destination, turning your siloed data into strategic assets. Cloudera harnesses modern data architectures to improve visibility and speed analysis with built-in security and governance. Visit cloudera.com slash sector for details.
4: Coming up on WTOP, the Oscar nominations, they're out. We'll tell you who's hot and who's not when we check in with our Jason Fraley, our entertainment editor. A
0: study in the journal Menopause links infertility to some midlife menopause symptoms. It found that struggling with infertility can increase the risk of having mental health symptoms of menopause later in life. Dr. Mary Melancon, an obstetrics and gynecology specialist at MedStar Washington Hospital Center, says the findings will help in treating menopause symptoms.
3: If a patient is coming specifically for menopausal-related symptoms, symptoms. I think now, going forward, we as providers will look more critically at whether that patient may have experienced infertility in the past. We typically will ask about previous childbearing and, you know, those sorts of things, but Perhaps looking at it a bit more critically, knowing that this evidence is is out there.
0: And MedStar offers several options to treat infertility and depression related to menopause. To schedule a consultation, please visit MedStarHealth.org intel. Medical intel sponsored weekly by MedStar Washington
4: Hospital Center.
0: Washington's top news, WTOP.
4: Facts matter.
2: 515, I'm
4: Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us.
2: Campaign 2024 on WTOP, Donald Trump eyeing a win in New Hampshire's Republican primary tonight in his first one-on-one contest against Nikki Haley. All this is happening while President Biden hopes to avoid embarrassment by prevailing in a Democratic primary where he isn't
4: even on the ballot. Well, let's go live to ABC News correspondent Michelle Branson, who's in Manchester, New Hampshire. Good to have you back. Michelle, uh, give us a sense of what you're seeing and hearing on the ground in these final few hours of voting.
5: Hi, Sean. Hi, Anne. I've made my way from Manchester to Concord now, where Nikki Haley's headquarters will be tonight, and that's where I'll end up. But I've been, you know, sort of canvassing the area around Manchester and a few uh, polling places earlier today. And it is a mixed bag of, uh, of who's voting for who in this primary race. Uh, we've had people at the same polling center tell me i'm a staunch trump reporter other people have said i need to turn the page there's no way i can vote for trump so i'm here to vote for nikki haley and still others who are undeclared and say that they're going to vote democrat this round and write in the name of joe biden so uh, we are starting to see some exit poll you know situations come out with some of the um Uh, polling places that are starting to close. New Hampshire closes their polls in waves with the last one closing at 8 o'clock tonight. And there are about 45% of undeclared voters here in the state, and that's compared to 47% of Republicans. So we know that Donald Trump pretty much has... That Republican vote buttoned up here in the state, that's where you see in the polls those strong leads unless they break it down into independence. So this will be a very interesting night to see who gets the lion's share of those independent votes.
2: Michelle, handicap it for us there from on the scene. What would a good enough standing and showing be for Nikki Haley to move on?
5: Boy, that's the big question of the <laughs> night, right? She, I don't think she expects to Win necessarily, or maybe she does, but she's described it as as long as I still have momentum. She had that momentum, even though she came in third in Iowa, coming to New Hampshire, she's been gaining support ever since. And it wasn't just when Ron DeSantis dropped out, she was actually performing better here in New Hampshire than Ron DeSantis. So, what she indicated to her staffers today in a memo that the campaign released to uh, to the media was that they're in it for the long haul. They're in it for at least Super Tuesday, which would put us into March. That is where she stands right now. Depending on where those votes come in, it could change. Donald Trump isn't telling Haley to get out, but she he's also signaling, I think I'm going to win. So we'll just have to see who's doing the game gamesmanship. But in the end, New Hampshire voters will have their say.
4: Final few seconds here. Let's talk about President Biden. He wanted South Carolina to be the first in the nation primary. So he's not even on the ballot in New Hampshire. So there's a vast writing campaign there. What are you hearing about the enthusiasm for the current president and whether he could possibly get embarrassed tonight?
5: Well, I don't think they're actually looking to necessarily win. It might be an easy win, but they are committed to that first primary that the Democratic National Committee changed to South Carolina, really shaking up the calendar. But they also, since there are that many of the independent undeclared voters, they also figured that they should get on the ground here. And if they can siphon some of those voters off, biden campaign is thinking that you know that takes away either from haley or trump and that could you know also be a game changer for them too so dean phillips is running as a democrat here marianne williamson they're not expected to get a high percentage of the vote so it is expected that joe biden will still prevail but i think that they got the delegates on the ground and the surrogates just to make sure that that would happen
2: thank you michelle Thank you. ABC News correspondent Michelle Franz in there in Concord, New Hampshire.
4: T.O.P.'s traffic and weather together. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the traffic center.
1: Through Leesburg, some crashes on Route 7, eastbound on the bypass near the Dry Mill Road Overpass and westbound on the pike near Battlefield Parkway. Backups toward both and westbound rubbernecking on the 7 bypass looking at that eastbound incident. On 28 northbound at 7, the crash clear. 66 westbound beyond the Beltway. What remains of the crash is now on the right shoulder. Westbound traffic slow beyond it near 123 and also farther west through Centerville. Volume delays in the Beltway. It's a heavy one. Outer loop between the Toll Road and Gallows Road from Eisenhower Avenue to the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. Around in Prince George's County from 202, Audit to College Park. And from River Road to the Legion Bridge, loop coming out of Tyson. Slow across the bridge to River. Audit from 355 through Silver Spring, College Park, and Greenbelt. No delay on the at the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. BW Parkway northbound between 450 and 410. A new incident likely blocking a lane beyond the Beltway and between the Beltways on the Parkway in 95. Slowdowns come in separate stretches. 270 northbound slow in many stretches through Montgomery County. And in the district, westbound traffic out of Foggy Bottom into Georgetown jammed badly. K Street, Whitehurst Freeway onto Canal Road. All day long, the closure of Canal Road between Foxhall Road and Reservoir Road. It is a very slow detour through the Palisades on Reservoir and MacArthur Boulevard. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, organization develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Dave Dildine, WTP Traffic.
2: Now let's go to the 7 News First Alert, Weather Center and Meteorologist Mark Pena. Mark, what do we got on tap tonight?
8: You know, we got some increasing clouds that are going to be with us for the next few days, along with a few disturbances that are going to bring us some chances for rain. Uh, Beginning tomorrow, or really tonight, I should say, temperatures drop to the mid to lower 30s. Some areas getting below freezing, but I think most of us are going to stay above it. So it's only going to continue to melt all the snow and ice that's out there for your Wednesday. Cloudy skies, a few hit and miss rain showers, a sprinkle here and there. Temperatures warming into the mid to upper 40s. Heading into Thursday, the warmth really begins, and I say warmth because we have highs in the Low 60s in the forecast continues to uh, rise across the region. Thursday looks like the better chance for some widespread light to moderate rain showers. Not a complete washout, but you'll definitely need the rain gear. You're going to you probably use your windshield wipers uh, throughout the day. Getting a little bit of a break heading into Friday, but that's when temperatures are in the mid to upper 60s to near 70 degrees. Feeling like a little bit like springtime on Friday. Now, a front will come through on Saturday, drop temperatures to the mid 50s for your afternoon highs, keeping a few rain showers in the forecast as well through about. Sunday when temperatures come back to near seasonal averages. That's the mid 40s with overnight lows in the 30s. So a bit of a soggy week, uh, rest of the week, I should say, uh, but not a complete washout any single day. So just keep the rain gear handy as we head towards the weekend. Temperatures outside right now. It's not too bad. Pretty seasonable, actually. I got 45 downtown. It is 42 in Tysons and I got 47 in Cobberton.
4: All right, Mark. Thanks. Brought to you by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same day service seven days a week.
2: Coming up, which people in Philadelphia, Films nominated for an Oscar at 522.
7: There's nothing quite like the Honda Accord Hybrid and the CR-V Hybrid when it comes to exhilarating efficiency. With hybrid technology and thrilling capability, these vehicles deliver an electrifying performance on every drive. But what truly makes these hybrids special is the unwavering determination that inspires everything we do. Redefine your driving experience with Honda, KBB.com's best
8: value brand of
7: 2023.
8: Contact your local Washington-area Honda dealer for a great deal today
0: based on 2023. Brand image wars from Kelly Blue Book, visit for more information. This new year, get started on your next success with University of Maryland Global Campus. Apply by February 12th and we'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid classes while giving you a head start on 2024.
5: Earn up to 90 credits toward a bachelor's for prior learning and experience or transfer up to 12 credits toward a master's. Pay no application fee if you apply by February 12th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef.
4: This is WTOP News. It's 523. Well,
2: we now know the nominations for the 96th Annual Academy Awards. WTOP film critic Jason Fraley breaks down this year's Oscar nominees.
3: Oppenheimer exploded with the leading 13 nominations and will finally achieve what the superhero flicks couldn't as Dark Knight director Christopher Nolan will finally win the director prize and Iron Man star Robert Downey Jr. should win supporting actor. Truman needs to know what's next. What's next? What's next? Meanwhile, Barbie snagged eight nominations, including Best Picture, but Margot Robbie was snubbed for Best Actress. My heels
0: are on the ground.
3: At least Ryan Gosling was Ken Off for Supporting Actor, and America Ferreira earned a Supporting Actress nod for her spot-on monologue. It
0: is literally impossible to be a woman.
3: And while Leo DiCaprio was snubbed for Killers of the Flower Moon, Lily Gladstone became the first Native American woman nominated for Best Actress. See all the nominees on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News.
2: You can catch The audio. March 10th on ABC.
4: Well, now to a significant update to the famous blue dress worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. That dress ended up in the hands of Catholic University here in D.C. Well Now, the gingham checkered blue dress will be auctioned off to raise money for the School of Music, Drama, and Art. A dispute over the dress prevented an auction from taking place earlier. We are still waiting for details on exactly when that auction will happen, but stick with us here at WTOP. We'll let you know. Sports at 25 and
8: 55.
2: George Wallace is here. We got some news from the NBA. It's pretty much a shocker, isn't it?
8: I believe it is. Yeah. Bucks firing head coach. uh, First year head coach, Adrian Griffin today, despite being 30 and 13 on the year and having the second best record in the NBA. But of course, when you hear things like this, obviously things going on behind the scenes. Mm
1: -hmm.